Hello, my family. And yes, whether a brother or sister, your family to me and to those in this community. Welcome to the Crown of Strength podcast, where both men and women of God are empowered to stand on the solid foundation and authority we have as sons and daughters and as heirs of God himself. That's the crown. And also to realize that within that authority, we have more strength and provision than we realize to live our lives with boldness, confidence, peace, destroying fear, fighting with faith, and experiencing true success in life. We're here to strengthen you in your identity, to know who you are and whose you are, to stand strong in your God-given freedom, purpose, and joy, to live your fullest life each and every day. My name is Michael Zapke from crownofstrength.com, and I'm so honored and privileged to be your host. I'm just a real dude who loves Jesus and family, loves to make you laugh, share love and encouragement, take adventures, and walk with you on this bigger adventure we call life. Join me every week as we secure our crowns of strength as iron sharpens iron. Enjoy the show. <laughs> hey, how is it going? Michael Zapke here bringing another Crown of Strength podcast into your ear holes and maybe... If you're watching the video version of this, maybe you're watching it. Yeah, if you're watching it, then you're watching it. That makes a lot of sense. So I just got back. It's good to provide some context of where I'm coming from in presenting this. I just came back from Spain earlier this week. I went on something called El Camino de Santiago, and it is a pilgrimage walk that if you haven't heard of it, you need to look it up. Camino de Santiago. And it's a pilgrimage walk that a lot of people do throughout the year, whether you're a Christian or not. A lot of people do it for different reasons. In some countries, they call it like a walkabout. I think they call it in Australia, uh, where people just go on long walks. Maybe it's from one state to another, or maybe it's something like the Appalachian Trail in the United States, where you do just large portions of trail walking. Or if it's El Camino de Santiago, this actually is one where there are a lot of, they call them pilgrims or peregrinos in Spanish, that people walk it for whatever reasons. You know, maybe they just want to get away from technology, they want to get some exercise, they want to prove to themselves that they can do a really long walk over a period of days or weeks or even months. Whatever people's reason for going, it's something that thousands and thousands of people do every year in Spain. The longest one starts in France and goes all the way across basically the north uh, north of Spain. And it's about 500 miles. I forget what the kilometers is of that, but people do sections of it sometimes. What I did was I did the last main section of El Camino and that was about 70 miles which is around 114 kilometers. Yeah, I'll go into all that more in future episodes. I really want to spend some time talking about that and my experience in doing, doing that, the people I met, the, the blessings that I felt God brought along the way, things that he spoke to me. And I know a lot of what I will have learned from that or things that I think God will reveal more to me will be post-trip, you know, will be things after the trip. One way to put it, you know, I think that God has kind of planted some seeds in my spirit, in my heart from the trip that may not come to fruition right away or things that I might not realize right away, but that have definitely 
have and or will spark something within me and that has definitely changed my life already. So I really look forward to seeing what God does beyond here from that. But I just want to at least mention that, that I will be recording some of my story and doing that walk in future episodes. For this one, it was more of a, okay, I just got back. I decided to go to a prayer room here in Nashville, Tennessee. And it was the first time that I had gone to it. But I was, you know, coming off the trip, I really just wanted to spend, really, I'm just thirsty overall. Just I say I'm thirsty for the Lord right now. And whether I'm listening to different sermons or podcasts, going to several church services or attending prayer, prayer time with people, whatever it may be, just really actively seeking the Lord and wanting to hear his voice in whatever ways I can and kind of spreading out in different ways, talking to different people. And it's been so great in doing that. So yesterday I spent there are two sessions. They have a 7 a.m. session for an hour and then a 9 o'clock to 11, which is another two hours. So I ended up spending three hours total in the prayer room. And overall, it's really, it's, it's very basic. It's the first session was, you know, more of a low key, just a person at a piano playing and singing for an hour. And you can just pray. You can lay on the floor if you need to, you can shut your eyes, you can, whatever you, whatever you need to do for you. And I think that's important. It's, I'll, I'll make this a kind of a side note. There's no one way that you have to worship God or no one way that you have to pray to God. I think a lot of people have from their backgrounds that there's only certain ways to do things or there's only certain ways that you can interact with God or talk to Jesus. And that's just not true. You know, it's good to come as you are and to not worry about, you know, what's going on around you when you're in that kind of a zone, when you're in that space where, you know, you just want to pray and be with the Lord. Sometimes it's resting. Sometimes it's jumping up and down and raised hands. Sometimes it's on your knees and sometimes it's just sitting there. You know, it's okay. Whatever works for you, wherever you're at, and it's nice when you can be in an environment like the one that I was in where there's no judgment. People aren't worried about what, what you're doing and, uh, you know, people aren't worried about what each other are doing, how they're doing it. So my hope would be for people to be able to find spaces like that, whether it is a church or whether it is prayer groups or small groups, whatever it is, just it's great to have a place where you feel that you can just be yourself and you can just be yourself before the Lord, depending on what the context is, of course. But in this case, it's come pray for an hour in whatever way you see fit. If you want to pray with someone, you could probably do that too. You can talk to someone and say, hey, I just really need prayer. And people are very open to that. I really felt the Holy Spirit in both, both times, really. But the second one is what I wanted to share more with you about what God did uh, just in my time there. It's really just, I'll call this story time here and how God spoke to me in that session. And hopefully it kind of encourages you as well uh, in your walk. Yeah, I had been sitting there for a while and just in prayer and, you know, I'd kind of been singing along a little bit here and there. And, but most of the people were just, you know, just being, being in the presence of God and welcoming the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit's presence, if, you know, if he so chooses, right? You know, the Holy Spirit is always within us, but then 
in moments where people talk about anointing or the Holy Spirit showing up, you know, it's more about the presence, kind of an experiencing the presence of the Holy Spirit in a stronger way in that moment. And it is always a really, it's a great thing to be able to experience, you know. So there were different moments throughout the time there that I, you know, kind of just felt the extra presence of the Holy Spirit. And so I pulled my Bible out. It's it's really nice to actually have a physical Bible. I know a lot of us have the digital versions, and that's what I've been using a lot for the past several years. It's just I have the Bible app, and I that's how I read scripture oftentimes. But there's still just something about having a physical Bible that you can hold on to and read and just open up. Or maybe you just flip to a random section and start reading. Yeah, that's a little bit harder to do on digital. You can kind of do it, but sometimes I think my encouragement on that one would be maybe just you know make sure you have a physical Bible. Most of us probably do, but pull it out at least every once in a while. If you're finding yourself only doing digital version, pull it out every once in a while and get that highlighter out or take notes in there. It's just kind of a different experience, you know. It's it's kind of like you know, we, sometimes we listen to podcasts, sometimes we watch videos, you know, there are different contexts and sometimes you see or hear things differently or experience things differently, depending on the medium that you're using. So that would be my suggestion there. My, actually, my niece had mentioned it to me a month or two ago that, Hey, there's just something extra about getting that Bible out. And so it kind of got me thinking again, and I just wanted to share that with you as well, because it's been Affecting me in a great way already, just to mix it up a little bit. So as I was sitting there with my physical Bible in hand, I I don't even know. I think I'm, I must have just opened it up and you know, it's, I'm looking at it right now. It's kind of like right in the middle of the whole Bible, actually. But what was interesting about it is I opened it up and I don't know if it was, I don't know. I started flipping through a few pages and one of the pages had a pig ear on it. Actually, I'll just, <laughs> if you're watching a video, you can see right there on the side there that one of them was pig eared, folded over in the corner. And I certainly didn't remember ever doing it, but it drew, it drew my attention. So I thought, okay, this so it was in Isaiah 34, but the next page was 35. So I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know which you know, maybe this is something to draw my attention. And so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll read what's there. Is it 34 or 35, Lord, kind of a thing. And I think I actually read through Isaiah 34. But then I saw on 35, is the title, this is the NIV version, but the title is Joy of the Redeemed, that it has above the, above the chapter. I went back and forth whether the, to read the whole chapter to you in this context. It's a short chapter. But I'll just focus on some of the things that I, that really stuck out to me instead of just reading it out to you. You can take take some short, it'll probably only take a couple minutes to read the chapter on your own, so I would encourage you to do that. But I'd sat there, again, the music is still playing, and I started reading through Isaiah 35. And in 35 verse 4, the, there's the line in there that says, Be strong, do not fear, your God will come. And then as I read on in verse six, then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. I like the visual 
of that. The second part is what hit me the most, but the first part I underlined to the lame leaping like a deer. You know, that's so visual. Someone who maybe can't walk at all, all of a sudden is able to leap like a deer. Uh, It's such an, yeah, just a neat visual. And mute tongue shout for joy, you know? So it's not just, oh, the person that couldn't speak before that was mute is now talking. It's no, they're shouting. (laughs) They're at the top of their lungs, probably shouting out uh, joy, you know? So I like that too. So water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. That one stuck out to me because I had been reading Isaiah 43, which I shared in a previous podcast here already. Isaiah 43 verses 18 to 19. This is just a quick side note, but it's similar to that that says, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. But this one here that I read in chapter 35 is water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And so whenever I start seeing God speaking the same things multiple times, or maybe it's through multiple people or friends or multiple things that I read, I start seeing confirmations or seeing patterns just in my life or in the world of things that, okay, you know, God is clearly sharing this verse or this thing with me in multiple ways. And it's good to kind of take note of that, right? You know, so in this case, that was one that was sticking out to me. That verse again has been so powerful in my life lately. Just how God can make a way when there seems to be no way. (laughs) I think that's from a song. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, in the context of this, it's uh, in my life, at least, you know, it's seeing the things that seem impossible that God makes possible. And it's usually through the, the crazy looking things or the things that don't make sense. That's where God likes to work. And that's where he likes to do the impossible and do super abundantly more than we can think or imagine. Okay, so I'm still working through this uh, chapter here, just pointing out a couple of the things that I'd underlined yesterday. And this one was where I think I started tearing up. It says in verse eight, and a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. So as I provided some context earlier about El Camino de Santiago, El Camino means in Spanish, the way. So then to be reading here in this quote unquote, randomly, opened up chapter, it's talking about a highway and it will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. And just the whole concept of walking on that way, the way of holiness and just having been on a path called the the way, it, you know, just hit me really hard. And it's things like this that God speaks to me where I can see him working, I can hear his voice. You know, I'm not audibly hearing his voice, but I am sensing his presence and, you know, he's sharing things like this in the word or in other people if they if they say something, you know, to me that's, yeah, it's when you're looking for God, when you're looking for Jesus and you're listening, you're, you're watching, you're listening to the things and the people, the sounds and sights around you, you, when you're looking for him, you will find him. 
And it sounds, it might sound kind of heady or ethereal somehow, but that's really, it's really how God works. When, you know, seek and you shall find is, is a real thing when you're actively expecting him to, to come or to reveal himself or to, to be with you, he will. And the way that he speaks to me is going to be different than how he speaks to you. Like we all have our own unique personalities and God knows that, you know, just like we have different friends or family members and we know how to interact with different people in different ways because we know how, who or how they are, right? Our relationship with Jesus is just that it's a relationship. It's like having a relationship with a spouse or a boyfriend, girlfriend, a, a friend, a family member, hopefully the, all the, the healthy ones, right? You know, God can have a, have a perfect, healthy relationship with us or, you know, we're, we're the ones that are imperfect, but anyways, that's a side note, but yes, he knows us you know, he knows every hair on our heads. He knows how to talk to us in a way that's unique to us in a way that we will understand. You know, even something as simple as an example of like, if you have someone who's more of a mathematician, who's very much data driven, analytical, God will oftentimes probably speak to that person on an analytical levels. For someone like me, who tends to be a little more creative or sentimental, God will share his heart or share his word or direction to me through things that are maybe more visual or creative or story-like or funny. You know, God has a great sense of humor. A lot of times we think everything always has to be very serious. And I know some of my podcasts have been serious kind of so far, but we're going to get into some fun stuff too. And just, you know, the joy of the Lord and, and laughter and, and smiling. Anyways, so God often speaks to me through humor as well. And that's always a fun one too. So God knowing that I had just done this, I, I was seeking him on El Camino de Santiago. And here, I don't know how many other verses in the Bible talk about the way, but or walking on that way, but there can't be that many. <laughs> Certainly not one that just, you know, popped up in front of me as I'm sitting there in a prayer session. So that was really amazing to me. And before I get to this last uh, verse that I wanted to point out in verse 10, a friend of mine had talked about had talked to me recently about the importance of walking and talking with Jesus. And this was right before I left for my trip. And he said that there seems to be a significance in just walking and talking with Jesus. You know, a few examples of that are in Genesis and Adam, you know, in the perfect Eden, you know, he was walking and talking with Jesus. You know, there was a a connection in that type of environment walking together and Jesus walked and talked with his apostles. So there's, I don't know, there's just kind of a significance there. I think we often see that in human relationships too. When we spend time, you know, why do people go walk around lakes or walk along beaches or, Whatever it may be, there's kind of a, an added connection of some sort there. And this is something I haven't really dug into. It was just something that my friend mentioned to me, but I think there is significance there. And that being said, in verse 10, it's talking about, uh, well, from 9 to 10, but, but only the redeemed will walk there. And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing 
everlasting joy will crown their heads. You know, in talking, entering Zion, you know, in a f- more of a future state, of course, but still the concept here is singing and walking. You know, they're walking on the way and there's singing while they're walking. So that kind of added another little twist on the whole walking and talking and this walking and singing concept here is interesting to me that I'll have to dig into more. But that sort of just kind of still created a parallel in my mind of the significance of, yeah, maybe singing and and walking, certainly praising God along the way, along the journey. And then everlasting joy will crown their heads. Of course, for me, having started this podcast not too long ago, Crown of Strength, you know, this chapter talks about being strong, do not fear. And it talks about joy crowning, crowning our heads. And so just the concept of having both of those, con- both of those things in there to me, I just felt kind of like flooded by the Lord on all these different things, all like where God has been talking to me in different verses in different ways all together, you know, in this chapter, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to put any weird interpretations on, on this chapter. I'm only just trying to communicate from my heart, just how God, you know, can sometimes speak to me and sometimes, you know, again, not trying to take anything out of context either within the chapter, but just there's different elements and different ways that God can speak to us. And that's okay. And I think for me, it was just, I was just able to really feel the Lord's presence and feel that he was with me and affirming some things. And while this could be enough, while this could be enough already, just to kind of share a little bit of my time in the prayer room, while I was reading this chapter, I hadn't even quite finished this chapter yet, and someone, uh, a man came up to me, I was just sitting down, had just kind of started crying, kind of, not kind of, I was starting to cry. He came over and kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, you know, it was it was kind of hard to hear a little bit because the music, you know, kept rolling this whole time. So just keep that in mind. But it was kind of like, a, hey, can I pray with you? And I was thinking, oh, yeah, sure. And so I'm in the middle of have you know, starting to have this moment with the Lord. And then, you know, he says, hey, can I pray with you? Like he was compelled to come over and pray with me. Keep in mind, I didn't know anybody in the prayer room. This is the first time I'd been there. It's under a certain church. And this is the first time I'd done this on a Thursday. And so I didn't know him. He didn't know me. He came over and asked me what my name was and started, you know, asked if I wanted to, uh, wanted prayer. And I said, yes. So he started praying for me. I can't remember a lot of what he said in the prayer, but it was more of just a prayer for protection and a prayer for God strengthening me through spiritual warfare and protecting me from attacks from from the devil. Nothing, you know, over the top, you know, big, you know, kind of thing, but just very calm and just praying God's uh, protection and, and courage and strength over me in that moment. And he didn't pray long, but uh, after he prayed, he's, you know, asked, he said, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, are you going through some spiritual warfare right now? And I had to think about it for a second because I felt like, well, no, I don't necessarily feel like I am, but I feel like I've been preparing for it. But then I was, I was really thinking about it in that, you know, quick second. I was thinking, well, yeah, 
because God has been really speaking to my heart a lot and drawing me closer to him. This is one thing I wanted to mention in the, in the podcast today. When we are in alignment with Jesus Christ and we are basically when we are making an impact in the kingdom of God and we are in alignment with God, Satan hates that he, and that's when we can start being attacked the most because we are important in the spiritual battle that is always all around us for people that aren't, aren't in the battle that aren't really doing anything. That's that is, how do I say it? I'll say spiritually significant in the kingdom. You know, the Satan doesn't really care about that. You're, if you're not doing anything, if you're not a threat, then he doesn't need to spend a lot of time with you. Right. (laughs) Um, but it is when we are, when we actively are out there doing the things that Jesus is calling us to do, there will definitely be challenges and we are more of a threat. And so we can be attacked more. And that's why we need to stay firm and steadfast in our relationships with Jesus. Yeah, we sometimes stray a little bit, but the sooner we can draw back into him, that's always the the best thing that we can do is to constantly you know, bring ourselves back to the feet of Jesus and trusting in him and his strength and his provision. Keeping that in mind in that quick moment, I realized, yeah, I, I am getting into a point now with a lot of change in my life and God really drawing me into sharing my light and ministering more, even if it's just this podcast, you know, just sharing what's on my heart, talking about Jesus is, is enough to be a threat sometimes, right? Being actively sharing the gospel or talking about God is, is enough to be a threat. So, and also a month before, I'll just say about a month before this, as I was kind of recommitting a lot back to Jesus and saying, Lord, I, I'm yours. I want to serve in the ways that you are leading me. I remember being in moments at that point where I was feeling the emotion of it not in a negative way, but in a way that I, I felt like I knew that I was signing up for battle. It was kind of a feeling of, okay, I'm signing up for battle, you know, as sons and daughters of Jesus Christ, life is, we are not promised that life is going to be easy once we, you know, once we follow him, it's really the opposite. You know, God sacrificed his, his son, Jesus. He certainly would be willing to sacrifice and sacrifice us. And yeah, anyways, hardships are pretty much guaranteed. Life can actually be harder as a follower of Jesus, but it's with joy. And, you know, everybody has hard things that go on in life. You know, it's not just Christians, but if I'm going to be suffering hardships or challenges, I'd rather it be in my walk with the Lord and doing what's, what's good and what's right and what he's calling me to do than things that, I, and then dealing with problems that I've created on my own or things that, yeah, hardships that aren't even in service to eternity, you know, hopefully that kind of makes sense. So yeah, about a month ago, that's where I started feeling that way that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of great things. And I'm always, I always have the joy of the Lord within me. 
that there also will likely be a lot of hard things to come as well. So that, that being said, <laughs> I said, yes, of course I do have, I feel like there is spiritual warfare going on and he was, yeah, he was right in saying that and in wanting to pray over me in that way. And I, I you know, God, God bless him for his obedience to walk over to a stranger and offer to pray and to, to step out in faith in that way. That says a lot. And I think that that's another good side note to this as well. We can't be afraid to minister to other people. I don't know how else to say it. But more importantly, as we are staying in alignment with God, you know, seeking him every day, praying, asking to hear his voice and his leadership in our lives, we need to be listening throughout our day. Is he, is he speaking to me? If I have an inclination to go up to someone at a grocery store and maybe just offer a word of encouragement or a compliment or some act of kindness or something, even if I'm tired, even if I don't want to, if I feel like God is leading me in that way, it's important to take those small steps of obedience because it builds our faith and it builds our ability to, to continue to be obedient in even larger and larger things. And as we are obedient, I, I believe that God will give us more and more to, to do or to follow or to be obedient. And, and so I think it was great that, that this you know man was willing to step out and do that you know, for me, for the most part, that's where it was. That's where it was left. He came over and prayed for me. Oh, no, this is important too. He kind of ended with this too. He basically said, you know, okay. Yeah. So if you're experiencing this spiritual warfare, uh, God is saying to keep going, keep moving forward, stand with courage and do not give up. That's not an exact quote, but those were along the lines of what he was saying to me that, you know, God is saying, keep moving forward in this direction and continue to, to stand with courage in this walk that you're in right now. So the combination of coming across this Isaiah 35 chapter and all these elements that I, I was finding in that chapter, and then in that moment, him coming over and praying over me and giving me that word of encouragement from God was just a lot of confirmations all at once. And so I hope that this is an encouragement to you as well. The more we draw near to God, the more he draws near to us. He's always with us. He's always here for us. But if we start taking space and stepping away from him, he allows us to do that. So as we step closer to him and, and invite him more and more into our lives, he, he will be even more present within, within our lives and within us. So a few last things that I wanted to mention about spiritual warfare, and I'm not going to go into it here, but it's easy to discount the fact that there is always spirit, there's a spiritual realm always, always all around us. In our Christian walk, in our faith, it's important to remember that a lot of times that we are in a battle and it's not to be taken lightly. I'll just, I'll just say that. I'll leave it at that for now. And also wanted to mention perseverance. This could be a whole episode in itself, but sometimes we, 
as we are persevering, as we are doing whatever it is we feel called to do, maybe it's just today, maybe it's, you know, our actual career, whatever it is. Sometimes we hit those points of hardship or it feels like one step forward, two steps back, or just like we're barely making it or, or there's these bar- there are barriers in our way or roadblocks or challenges that we sometimes think, well, maybe this, maybe I'm not supposed to do this after all, you know, I'm hitting all these challenges and it's, it's like a struggle. It's a fight. And maybe I'm supposed to stop doing this or stop going in this direction. On the other hand, again, as we are pretty much promised challenges and hardships in our walk with Christ, you know, we're in a fallen world, so it's going to be a struggle. Sometimes we're at a point, and there's a visual for this, but we're at a point where we just have a few more steps to get to breakthrough. The visual I've seen before is an image of two men basically digging, digging in a tunnel. They're both walking uh, here visually it's like this but just imagine two men basically in a mine they're breaking through walls and tunneling in and one stops and starts heading back but he's only like a couple more axe swipes away from breakthrough to getting to like diamonds or whatever the treasure is and the other one is going to keep going and get to it so sometimes when we're hitting hardships it's not a time to stop, but it's a time to remain steadfast and keep pushing forward, stay strong. And where we aren't strong, leaning into God even more in our weakness. In our weakness, he is made, he is, his strength is made known. And so sometimes we do just have to push through because you're almost there. And sometimes that's when it's the hardest is when we've already, we're already tired. We've been going, 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 and we just need to go a little bit farther. So sometimes we have to go, continue to go. So how, how do you know which one is which, right? When is it a sign that you're supposed to stop? And when is it a sign that you're supposed to persevere and keep pushing forward? Unfortunately, I don't have an answer to that. So <laughs> that's something that I'm trying to figure out in my own life. And I've asked a few other people that in the past too, but it really comes down to what all of our faith keeps coming down to. It's daily walking with the Lord it's staying in alignment with him, spending time in the word and prayer, you know, knowing that we just are in, are in the, sometimes I call the circle of trust. Like we're in, in the circle with God, knowing that, you know, we're as close to him as we can be in a, in a broken world and in our sinful nature, but we are as close in our journey with him as possible and just continuing to seek him, you know, Hey Lord, I'm going to keep moving forward unless you're saying that I'm supposed to stop and switch directions or, or Lord, I'm, I feel like this is my sign to stop. So I'm going to stop. But if I'm wrong, you know, put me in check, let me know, or send me another word of encouragement that I am to continue forward with this, whatever it may be. But ultimately it's really seeking God within it. God is this to continue or is this to stop? Not that I was in my personal life, not that I was at a point where I was getting ready to quit or stop or anything like that. But at least in this part of my journey, it was an encouragement that again, to me that I am where I'm supposed to be right now, you know, maybe in my physical location, uh, also in 
perhaps my spiritual journey in seeking God's heart in the way that I am right now and maybe even ministering through this podcast. You know, God sent that encouraging message to me that he is here for me and that I can stand firm and continue on this path that I'm on right now. So all, all that to say, I do hope that this is encouraging to you today. That's just a little bit of what's going on with me. And looking forward so much to what God has in store for, for this podcast. But beyond that, the community that I think that will naturally be built through this. And as I start posting more videos in things like TikTok and Instagram and whatever the social media platform is that's popular at the time, just sharing God's message and God's laughter and, and cheer, whatever it may be, that uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what God does with it. Just helping more people, you know, loving God, loving you guys, and just, yeah, all of this stuff. I think this is an important message for you to keep going, stand firm in your faith, continue to let your light shine that you have within you as a, as a Christian. God's always here with us. It's always us. It's always us. It's always me. I'm the one that steps away from God. It's never the other way around. And he's always waiting and ready for us. If we feel like we've gone too far, never feel like you've gone so far off that you can't come back, but uh, stick with him. You've got this. <laughs> we've all got this. You're never alone. That's important too. So I'll tie it up here. Appreciate you listening to this or watching if you got the video and yeah, be encouraged. Catch you next time. Bye for now. Hey, you're amazing, but you probably already knew that. Sincerely though, thank you for listening. If something in the show got you thinking or helped improve your life, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and maybe even share it with someone. No, seriously, do it now before you forget. I'd really appreciate it. More than you know, and it will get the show to others who might need it in their lives. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out at crownofstrength.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at crownofstrength and follow me, Michael Zapke, at Michael Zapke. No worries if you don't know how to spell that. Just go to crownofstrength.com and you'll find all the socials there. And yes, the show is super new, so there's more content to come, but you can easily follow all the socials from the website so you're ready once more content does come out. So step into your crown, stand in your strength as an heir of God, and I'll see you again next time. Love y'all.